if if you're gonna just be like, hey, you either show up or we don't pay you, I, I would do the same shit with Carmelo Anthony. Just get be like, hey, you want to have a good buy tour? Fine. Uh, you better actually play well. You can't do that with him. NBA non guarantee. I, I honestly don't know how it works. You can't. You can't. Non- <laughs> they're just like, yo, we're not. You might. You might get paid, bitch. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the, well, the non-guarantee is basically there's going to be a lot of contract stipulations that basically say if you do this, if you do that, if you do this, you do that, we cut you, we don't have to pay you. What does it mean when a contract is guaranteed or unguaranteed? Non-guaranteed contract can be terminated at any point. And they'll, oh, okay, so if so, they do have to pay him. They have to pay him like every game he plays in, like like you do a normally right. deck. That said, if I have a non-guaranteed contract, like so. Um, if if like Nikki, if I sign you to a non-guaranteed contract and I cut you, I do not have to pay you the remaining the remainder of your salary. Right, that's that's like literally what I just said. That's I didn't hear you. I was busy fucking leaving. <laughs> <laughs> fucking leave me alone. It's not guaranteed. First you yell at me via text message. <laughs> I told oh, wow, you I, I fat fingered it. About that. Yeah, you chubby little guy. Bob, can you say it again? I just said that whole not guaranteed is that's basically every single person in the WWE. Exactly. Since the WWE contract. It's every person in the real world. (laughs) Yeah. If I don't show up to my job, I don't get paid. I get fired and then they don't pay me the rest of the money. They're supposed to pay me those bastards. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Cool. Welcome back y'all. This is episode one Oh two of NBA. I did not know we were recording. (laughs) (laughs) Now do you feel bad for calling me chubby? You son of a bitch. That's fair. Uh, Hey, hold on. My mom listens to this podcast and you just called her a bitch when you called me a son of a bitch. Come on, dude. Uh, You know, I would never say that to her. We got people making fun of each other's mothers. We have body shaming in the first (laughs) seconds. Oh, uh, we on, are guys. we are on brand. Whistleblown. Uh, we are on brand. Uh, guys, that voice that you hear on that end, um, we've got we've got two for the price of one coming out of Los Angeles today. Um, of course, I am your host, Jay Keyless. Uh, my my West Coasters, introduce yourselves, fellas. Nikki, you want to go first? Hi, uh, I'm Nikki Keyless, aka Hollywood Nikki, aka Jeremy Linguini. Good. Good. Very nice. And I'm Bob, a.k.a. the bagel guy at work. Is that <laughs> what I've been doing this week. It's, it's tough, man. That's You don't want to be the bagel guy at work. You're never <laughs> the hero of the bagel guy. You only know what people wanted you to get instead. That's probably fair. So it, I, w- I would imagine that the from a ca- career tra- trajectory, like coffee guy is the, is the uh, promotion. Well, I'm I'm technically bagel and coffee guy. Oh wow, two jobs! Look at you. I wear bagel. many hats. Bagel, bagel coffee guy. Proud of you, man. Proud of you. Um, and um, uh, like, uh, fuck me. From in Chicago, in a, in, in a part not so far away from where I'm currently sitting. Introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's uh, Tad, aka Michael Beasley the dog. <laughs> What? Beasley the dog is a real thing, man. I don't know what that is. Did, did a dog just bark in the background? Did I just hear that? That was Bob. Yeah, that was Bob. That, that was me. Bob. That was that good. Was he's a, was he does a, he does a hell of a bark. Dude, uh, Beasley the dog uh, was uh, <laughs> the um, he was the dog in uh, the 1989 uh, comedy hit comedy Turner and Hooch, man. <laughs> ah, you I can Google that. I thought. I thought the dog's name was Hooch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, have you, ever, have you ever seen a movie like, like Leonardo DiCaprio is not Jack Dawson in Titanic. He's still Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, dude, it's a movie, man. They're playing characters. I don't read a, I read don't, a book for me one time. The, the same doesn't qualify in my brain when it comes to animals. It's just Lassie is Lassie. And you think Air Bud, the dog's name was Air Bud. No, his name is Buddy. He's like Buddy. Air Buds. No joke, too. Animals have their own agents. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. They have animal auditions. I've seen them. Oh, Lord. Good God. It is wow. as ridiculous as you'd imagine because, like, executives will <clears throat> go up to these dogs and, like, act like they're talking to a business partner. It's like, <laughs> oh, go down and, like, shake the dog's hand. Like, oh, lovely to meet you, Patches. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I hate that. I, hate I have. That. I, I just want to say two things. Number one, um, Buddy the dog in 1997, he had his right leg amputated because he had. I remember that. Synovial oh, cell oh. sarcoma. He also got cancer and died in 1998. But you know, that's, that's, how, that's how my dog died. Yeah, he was only he was only oh, nine years old. He was a month away from celebrating his tenth birthday. Man, that's oh, all right. But some quick fun facts. Number one, Air Bud, the dog, his, his name was actually Buddy, so you were correct there. Number two, uh, he is also well known for his appearance as Comet in the hit television show Full House. He played and Comet? Even more fun facts, he, has, he was nominated for not one, but two Kids' Choice Awards in 1995 and in 1998 in the uh, Favorite Animal Star category. Having said that, he did not win either of them. Oh, what a fucking ripoff. I can't believe it. The Leonardo DiCaprio of dog actors, you fucking gypped him. <laughs> Unbelievable. The accolades. Unbelievable. And not, not to mention, the 1998 one happened after he died. Like, you couldn't posthumously give him the fucking award. That's what I'm saying. It's, a, it's paw humously. Do we know who won out instead of him? <clears throat> yeah, it's gotta be. It might have been like uh, Babe Pig in the City. Or was it the parrot from Paul? <laughs> Polly? Polly? Oh, Polly, man. Wasn't the. Wasn't uh, Chong from Cheech and Chong in that? I think he was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. What a and great flick, man. I own that on... Uh... Right? <laughs> it's Tony Shalhoub playing like a Latin guy, right? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> a Russian immigrant. What the fuck? He, he plays a Russian immigrant. I know this because I'm, I'm reading the Wikipedia page. Sorry, it was Cheech Marin, uh, not Tommy Chong. Sorry. Yeah, no, Cheech. Cheech I, I always confuse the two. Ch- Tommy Chong was Leo in that 70s show. Correct. Uh, yeah. Yes. Correct. Correct. Man, how did this movie just not win every award? I'm reading this. <laughs> I, I like. I owned this movie on VHS. I, I still remember the the case. The VHS case was like a light blue, and you know, Polly was front and center with the <laughs> LA in the background. <laughs> oh my gosh! Polly, a fond memory for you. Wow. It, oh, it's yeah. not. I just like. I remember like. like did they like clip wings at one point? Dude, I don't fly? fucking know that. I don't remember it the sounds, plot. It of sounds the- like you do, man. It <laughs> sounds like you do. I was, I was, I was also mistaken. Um, the skyline of LA is not in the background. That is what I had previously thought. But this is actually. Oh, <laughs> oh that's right. He wasn't a parrot. What was he? It's just like a generic. Is it not? Is that not a? Is that not a parrot? Like what? Not, I don't think it's a parrot. I, I just assume like all tropical birds are they not all parrots? <laughs> over, over the over Polly's right shoulder was palm trees. Over Polly's left shoulder was the Statue of Liberty. Guys, he he, he went coast to coast at the whole thing, uh, the whole movie. I'm sorry, it's a blue crowned canoeer. That's that's the one, the canoeer. I fucking hate birds. That's out there. That's out there now. Oh man! Uh, welcome back, y'all. This is NBA, the podcast where we try to talk about NBA shit. Um, and clearly, mostly we just talk a lot of shit. Uh, mostly about movies from the '90s and how Buddy the Dog um, was cheated out of his uh, very deserving reward or award. Pardon me. Uh, good I mean, it's a dog, reward. so you could call it a reward. You know, he was a That's good boy. That's true. Probably like would have had kibble in it. It's he a reward was the- for. Too to win awards. Yeah, That's true. true. He was the goodest boy. Um, it's really sad. Uh, let's start by talking about the only thing that's really out there to talk about right now in the NBA, uh, and that's the World Cup team, guys. I like to pose this question to you all: um, Do any of you care about the World Cup team? <laughs> I weirdly enough care more about Greece because Giannis seems to think that. Him and his three brothers alone will take on the entire world, and that Dude, seems like it was fun. There was a video of them playing against like Israel, I think, the other day, and he was just—it yeah. was like varsity versus the freshman team. It was terrible. It was, it was like it was like I don't even think it was Israel versus like six-year-olds. It was, he was just so dunking bad. on them. Like he, all of them, like were just like I don't want to even play anymore. It was bad. Like, it's did bad. You that, did you see that picture when it was the? Uh, 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 was with the women's like 17 and under America versus like Costa Rica. The shortest girl was like five inches taller than the tallest girl in Costa Rica. Oh. They won like 110 to like 18 or something like that. 
Yes, America. Yeah. I'm for like a 17 and under. I'll, I'll look it up and I'll send you guys uh, pictures on Instagram. But it was like 17 and under girls basketball, Team USA versus like Team Costa Rica. It was some Latin country, but I feel like it was Costa Rica. Uh, and like legitimately, the American team were all like five nine and above, and the Costa Rican team was like four eleven to five seven. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast the other day, like after the U.S. women's national team won the World Cup, and somebody was asking, like, how is it that the U.S. women's team is so incredibly dominant? And I had never heard this argument before, and I don't know why I didn't realize, realize it myself, but they were like, most of these countries that they play against, most of these women weren't allowed to play sports until, like, 20 years ago. So, like, yeah. like we had, the, we had the upper hand where, like, sure, like, you know, it is what it is. It's still, like the world cup but like most of these countries are like you know <laughs> they're legally of legal drinking age in their in their soccer playing years so uh yeah. and, and just turned 21 so anywho that was just my little we're, we're also the only country for a while that that took it um that took it seriously i mean a lot oh of for sure countries didn't give a shit and it's like you're starting to see more parody in the women's game but for sure um so with regards to the world cup team I mean, Tad and I talked about this a little bit before you jumped on, Nikki, but, like, this is mainly, this is mainly just a tryout for the Olympics. Like, we're at that point now where, like, a lot of the guys on this roster, there's some uh, – there's a – there's a – there's there's really no – all, there's one all-star on this roster. Um, two all-stars. Oh, because Kyle Lowry's on it. And who else? Kyle Lowry dropped out. Okay. Kyle so Lowry did drop out. Kyle, so, I'm, I'm, thus far – Thus far, uh, Marvin Bagley has dropped out. Bradley Beal has dropped out. Anthony Davis dropped out. Andre Drummond dropped out. Eric Gordon dropped out. James Harden, Montres Harrell, Tobias Harris, Dame Lillard, Kevin Love, Cal Lowry, Sage McCollum, Paul Millsap, Julius Randle, all dropped out. Only two players have been cut thus far. That is Bam Adebayo uh, of the Miami Heat and the newly signed Chicago Bulls player, Thaddeus Young who many hey. thought were going to make the team. How, why are you cheering? He got cut. Go Bulls. Um, Yo. Yeah, if real you're going to cut him off, man. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, just, I was like, gosh, I bring it up. But yeah, real quick. What The Bulls only have one nationally televised game this year. Yeah, I they saw that. Schedule. Sorry, I just wanted to. Just vert away real quick to that. I mean, who, who wants to? Who wants? Oh, nobody wants to watch them except for us. <laughs> That's it. That's I it. I have. Well, you also you can watch every game in Chicago. Well, Nikki, sorry, not Nikki. Yeah. Nick, poor Nikki's got to watch the Lakers and the Clippers all year. Boo hoo! Fuck you, dude. So do we. We don't have to watch the Clippers and the Lakers all year because they're funny. yeah. They're like they each got like twenty five or thirty games or something like that. Yeah, but every time you turn on the television, you have an option to watch the best team in the NBA or the second best team in the NBA? I know the every Bucks don't play every night. Oh, the Bucks. Nah, oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're crazy. Dude, um, hold on a second. I'm looking at this what? right now. This is going to be some bullshit. What's up? Dude, if the Magic only get one nationally televised game this year, I'm <laughs> so fucking mad. <laughs> oh, we, got two. we got two. I mean, they're both on. Oh, no, we, we got three. Oh, keep counting. Keep counting. Oh, Wow, it's gonna keep going up. Looking, I mean, I'd be happy with five. I mean, I'm happy with three, but I'd be happy with five. I'd be I, sorry, let me say, I'm happy with three. I'd be thrilled with five. Granted, they're all like none of these are on TNT. They're all NBA TV games. So like, but you know, yes. we're moving up in the world. Okay, we had we had one we had one last season. Yeah, like us. So uh, the Kings have have only one, which I think is kind of bullshit. And that's crazy. Uh, yeah, their Twitter account was like, how many national games do we this year? And it was just a video of people just going, one, ooh, one. And it's just like that over and over again. And I was like, wait, they only got one? That seems ridiculous. But I, All I got to say is, your boy, the your Orlando Magic are moving up in the world because I'm at six, <laughs> count them, six. And, 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 oh. and, and one of those games, one of those games, is on ESPN. Okay. You finally did it, guys. You finally Nikki, did it. Nikki, oh, fly okay. into town. It's on March 4th. <laughs> You'll fly into town. I'll you guys over. We'll watch, uh, we'll watch some magic on ESPN. It'll be a great time. Who are they playing? Uh, on ESPN, the Heat. 
Oh, okay. 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 Battle of, of Florida. Battle of Florida could have some, uh, you know, playoff implications. On <laughs> on I don't know, man. There's I was going, good, I was going down the line this week, and I was just like, I think Orlando's going to miss the playoffs this year. Why does just, everybody think that? We have the same team. Yeah, but Miami got better. Miami's gotten better. <laughs> We were the fifth overall team in defensive efficiency last year. We will be fine. You were the eighth seed. I don't. Yeah. And what seed was Miami? Oh, that's right. They weren't in the playoffs. That's the point I'm trying to make. Only one of you can make the playoffs. You know what, Jay? What seed? What seed were the Bulls? Oh, I told you. I think we'll find. Often, I think we'll finish at like tenth this season. That's what I think. I think we're going to be decent, not great. That's my general opinion. I will bet you one whole dollar that the Bulls do not finish tenth. Ooh, I'm I'm willing to take that bet. Double double or nothing says. Hope so. It's a dollar. Double or nothing. Double or nothing says the Magic missed the playoffs this year. <laughs> Fine, you're oh, on. Yes, let's go, dude. The Magic are they're they're. Have you seen Jonathan Isaac? Like his highlights from the summer. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. He was on the USA Select team, which I think is dope. He's 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 playing, you know, against some really good talent, which is which is really good for these yeah, young players. He's dominating them. He's he looks he looked good on that one video. Um, I, I've seen several videos because all that we do it. Oh, also, dude, I I fucking had this epiphany the other day. So you know, I was talking about Orlando. We call him Big, right? You know, the core three of young guys. Yes. I realized the other day they're called big because it's Bamba, Isaac, and Gordon. Wait, did, seriously? That just came to you? That- yeah, man. I, I don't know. I just thought it's because they're all big dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, I, when, I think it goes both ways, Ted. When that came out, I thought we were all on the same page. I thought we were all yeah. just like, what Please. a great, just, I mean, how creative by the oh, Orlando it's Magic. A, it's, an, it's an incredible acronym. It's a great one. It's <laughs> just one that went over my feeble brain. Ted, oh, you pay buddy. taxes. <laughs> and I can vote. And you vote, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, um, I think it goes without saying that nobody cares about the World Cup. It's nonsense. Uh, we're probably going to win. Yo, I'm going to tune in. I mean, my- I'll, I'll watch some games. I want to watch, watch basketball. Watch, I, I I've been watch watching fucking Big Three. I want to watch basketball so bad. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, watch, I'll watch a couple games. I was not in town or I don't know if I wasn't in town or if I had something going on or what the deal was, but the big three was just in Rosemont. And had I been able to go, I most certainly would have. I am starved for basketball. All I can say is thank God football season starts in like 10 days. So true, 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 true. Um, well, we started talking about this at the beginning of the podcast, but let's just go ahead and get back into it. Um, as many of the listeners know, Michael Beasley recently signed a non-guaranteed contract. We discovered that today with the Detroit Pistons. That gives the Detroit Pistons the number one and number two overall picks from the 2008 NBA draft, including none other than Derrick Rose on that roster. Um, Michael Beasley also, many of the listeners probably know, um, and if you don't, he uh, <laughs> failed another drug test. Another... <laughs> Another illegal substance test was failed by none other than, none other than Michael Beasley. And uh, yet he signed a contract with the Detroit Pistons to play this season. And Carmelo Anthony still not signed. So the question I have for you boys is, is he really that much more valuable than Carmelo Anthony? Yes. Explain. He knows his role and he plays his role and he doesn't uh... – he knows he's not the man. He knows he's not the guy. Um, he makes some bad decisions on the court, sure. I'll give you that. Uh, on, on and off? Someone, someone say that. Uh, off and off the court, shit, I don't give a fuck about. The guy uh, wants to get high, get high. Like, Jesus Christ. It's the fucking I agree. That's what it was. Was I'll it actually sh- just probably I'll sh- weed? I'll yeah, show you a weed. picture of Michael Beasley, and you can just go ahead and be the judge of it. Yeah, wow. it's, that's that. But, I mean, the thing is, like, he's a better – like, yeah, he knows his role, and he does things to help the team. Carmelo Anthony is still convinced that he's, like – the guy like i mean it's why he he couldn't accept the bench role with the rockets he sucked ass with the the thunder i wanted to say the nuggets but good, he was good with the nuggets he was uh, good. and so yeah no I'd, I'd rather have michael beasley i'd rather pay that guy that the veteran minimum who knows his role and i know is actually actively playing to like you know do the like right things on the court as opposed to Melo, who's gonna try to go out there and show you that he's still 
the spry 28-year-old Mello with the jab step, one dribble, pull-up jumper. So I'm going to pull up some numbers here because I'd like to compare their seasons from last year. I would like to just point out Bob pulled up pictures of Michael Beasley, and he is now understanding why I was so – like yeah. kind of the boys, the boys a pothead. The boys a big pothead. <laughs> he knows what he likes. Yeah, he knows what he likes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the screen here so you guys can see what I'm looking at here. So these are the comparison numbers for a one yes. Carmelo Anthony and for Michael Beasley. So let me just go ahead and zoom in here. For a second. Oh, look at that. Ooh. Look at that. Okay, so here we have. Um, so this is last season overall. I mean. Granted, Michael Beasley played more games, but not by much. Um, so if we go across the board, he played, by, he played sixteen more games. Yeah, but I mean, like he was on a roster for the entire NBA season. Carmelo got cut like after the first quarter of the season. Fine, sure. Like you know, they, they started, started comparable. The they started the same amount of games. Um, he played way more minutes though. Beasley definitely shot better overall. Um, although from three point range, eighteen percent. Um, let's see here. Crush. Effective field but goal he percentage. Took less than one three pointer a game. Melo took sure. six and a half. Sure, sure. <laughs> Effective field goal percentage. How, how can you be that confident? <laughs> I need half of that fucking confidence. God, you know what? I look at these numbers half. now. <laughs> look at how confident Carmelo Anthony is, and these numbers are like, dude, you need to just. Ride the bench. These numbers this- are way more comparable than I thought they were. Uh, and I think Taz right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I, I, you know what? I take it back. I was going to say that this is ridiculous and, and Carmelo Anthony is a Hall of Famer, but these numbers tell a different story. I mean, these numbers would, would argue that he is far less valuable. Um, not far less, but like, for for what you're going to have to deal with, to Tad's point of like who he is on the roster and his uh, want and need to be an impact player, um, the production doesn't necessarily match that. And Michael Beasley on a non-guaranteed contract is basically getting you the same thing. I mean, he's like a poor man's Carmelo at this at this rate, which is not saying much for Michael Beasley. It's not really a poor man's Carmelo. He's about the same. No, sure. he's a bargain. Carmelo. But he exactly, he's a bargain, Carmelo. Thank you for he's the, great uh, value. Carmelo. I mean, great. <laughs> yes, and, and, he's, a, and, he's a Ross dress for less, Carmelo. Sure, that's, that's good. That's In good. all great... honesty, if you look at their 2017 2018 stats, I still give Michael Beasley the edge. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't much better. He shot it's... 51% from the floor. Carmelo shot 40%. Michael Beasley averaged 13.2 points a game and 5.6 rebounds uh, to go along with basically two assists while Carmelo was busy turning the ball over 1.3 times per game, shooting 16.2 uh, or averaging 16.2 points per game while taking 15 shots a game. So he was shooting 40%. Uh, and, like, uh, dude, yeah, I, I'd rather have Michael Beasley. That's fair. I can't argue with it. I wanted to, but I can't now. The numbers are right in front of me. Numbers, numbers never lie, bitch. Oh, boy. All right. I was about to say the cards don't lie. All right. Let's get on, let's get on to the subject that I think everyone's waiting for today. Guys, on our last episode, we reviewed the once great film, Six Man. Once we great. decided. Once great. That's, that's fair. Has, stand, has stood the test of time. Pardon me. The test of time. Let, let, me, let me correct <laughs> Uh, let me let me correct my uh, my my statement. Um, on that very podcast, we decided, you know what? There are some similar actors in that great film um, to another great film, which we'll be reviewing today. Uh, today's movie of choice is Celtic Pride. Isn't that Celtic? <laughs> it's Celtic, bro. It's the Boston Celtics. It's about Celtic. the team, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I think when it's plural, it's Celtics, but it's when it's only one, it's Celtic. That sounds wrong. That might be right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Celtic Pride, uh, starring Daniel Stern as Mike O'Hara, Dan Aykroyd as Jimmy Flaherty, and Damon Wayans as Lewis Scott. Two overloyal Celtic fans kidnap their opponents, the Utah Jazz's Lewis Scott. Uh, they kidnap the star player in order to guarantee the Boston Celtics a championship in the last season of the Boston Garden. As you can imagine, things go awry, enemies become friends, and what we have is a 5.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 
Gentlemen, that's generous. Let me hear your reactions. I know Bob has some strong reactions. Um, before we get into that, actually, I'll let you guys go ahead and get into it. Let's I just want to say it. one thing first, and then I will let the, everybody else give their reaction first. But, dude, forgot that Marv from Home Alone was in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, I gentlemen, think, get, get into it. I think a good starting point, Nikki, would be our reaction when we saw who wrote this movie. This movie was written by Judd Apatow and Colin Quinn. These guys are like... <laughs> Two of the greatest comedy writers ever. And this movie was... It had moments. It was... The tone was so strange. Oh, my God. It started off with the damn, like, all completely grayed out Daniel Stern yelling at children bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it looked like a flashback, Bob. Yeah. It's weirdly filmed through, like, a filter. It looks like it's some kind of dream sequence or, like, a flashback. And the second his wife shows up, everything goes back to normal. Uh... (laughs) Real quick, a little detail we all thought was funny is the fact that he's smoking in a school around children. Also speaking of nineties, Shooter McGavin is the coach of the fucking Utah. I know, Jets. I totally forgot Chris, about that. Chris, uh, Christopher McDonald's right? lit back hair. Yeah, oh, Christopher. Yeah. Yes, but I will only call him Shooter McGavin. God, sure, that's, that's fine. That's- I'm sure that would be kind of rude, but like he probably still maybe is. Is Colin Quinn the Saturday Night Live guy? Uh, he, he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. He was on Saturday Night Live. He did Weekend Update. Did Weekend He's Update? Mostly, Trainwreck, he yeah, he played the dad in Trainwreck. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he's been in. He was in uh, A Night at he the Roxbury. I was just about to say that. He yeah. was the guy yeah. who was like, are you touching my ass? He was. He's like, no, he sir, was. I couldn't possibly be doing that. He's, uh, the, he's the guy saying, no, sir, I, I couldn't. Yes, he's okay. that guy. Yes. Yeah, he's like assistant, dude. Yeah, he's not uh, Mr. Mr. Butabi. That's not him. No. no. Uh, <laughs> it's not Mr. Butabi. The brothers are the Butabi brothers. Oh, good call. Good call. Yeah. I almost said Mr. Zelinsky, but that's a Dan Aykroyd character. <laughs> no. Who was also in this movie? So that's on. Uh, no, that's Rick Moranis. No, Zelinsky. No, no Zelinsky yeah, yeah. is the Zelinsky is the one from Zulinski's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I just, I just got to stop real quick. I got to back up. Was. Is Chaz Palmin Terry the you grab my ass guy? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Oh, it probably is. Chaz. I got it. I got it. I'm pulling it up. Yes, it is. Yes, oh it is. Oh my god, dude. Yes, that guy has been in some random <laughs> shit. Like he's, he's, he's he wonderful. really does. He shows up in the weirdest movies. He fucking writes a Bronx tale and stars in that, which is a great movie. One of the great like that is a that's such a great movie. And then he's in like he's in that movie with Chris Rock down to earth. Yeah. Oh my God. And, yes. He's the angel. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. I'm looking at his filmography right now. Yeah, there it is. Down to earth. Dude. Yeah. The fact that he wrote Bronx Tale and is the only credited writer only credited on it. Writer. And that movie's wow. amazing. Yeah. And the only reason that Robert De Niro was the only director who would uh, let him star in it. Yeah. And thank goodness. What a good yeah. movie. What a great movie. Wonderful. Another good movie, Celtic Bride. Uh, Is it though? <laughs> so I'm, so, I'm sorry. I, I, got, I got off topic. I also want to mention that Chaz Palminteri uh, voiced a cat in uh, Stuart Little. So. In yeah. yeah, that's right. Yes, he did. Fun, fun fact. But Chaz Palminteri was not in this movie, so we'll talk about him in another time. Another time. Some other time. But he does have slick back hair because very 90s uh, yeah. is this movie. One thing I was going to say from, uh, not to be that guy, but from a writing perspective, the actual plot of the movie doesn't start until 30 minutes in of an hour and a half film. Yeah, because the first... The <laughs> does first it take that long? Really? Yes. No, because the first we, 30 minutes I, is just... We don't even see Damon Wayans until minute 20. Oh shit, that's a good point. God damn it, we're yeah. talking to film people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you're ruining not something it. I notice. Yeah, you fucking assholes. I thought it happened you right away. Know. You did notice. Well, now Even when you pointed it out to me, I did, yeah, I, did, I know now. But your brain did. <laughs> you just told me Santa Claus wasn't real. That's fucking insane, well, man. But here's the thing: the first thirty minutes or so are just setting up that Dan Aykroyd and Daniel Stern are really sad characters. Yeah, they're real. That's, like, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, hold on. What's sad about them? <laughs> Their entire life is sports. Not like they like watching sports. Like legitimately, they both go into, you see it in the movie, deep bouts of depression over a loss. 
Yeah. I get it. <laughs> after the after the after the Penn State Iowa game two years ago, I drank to the point where I couldn't feel feelings. <laughs> oh no. But like the, I cried like, I cried for three days after the Cubs won a World Series. I cried when the Iowa lost that game against Penn State. A lot of crying for losses for you. I got W's on my end. This feels good. I think he's talking about the exact same game. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. I also, I also cried in 2015 when Iowa beat Nebraska <coughs> finished the first undefeated uh, football season in school history. I also cried then. There so you go. that was a victory. I cried over a victory. Real emotions, man. Real emotions. Sports emotions. To me, this movie can also hold jobs, relationships, and talk to people normally. These characters clearly mm, That's debatable. That's debatable. I mean, <laughs> like the opening scene is his family's going to leave him, yeah. and he's screaming at children about basketball. That yeah, part's I mean, true. I understand. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. To me, this movie not implausible. Yeah, no, oh, not even a little bit. Not even yeah. a little bit. This is so much more realistic than Six Man. Especially because it's Judd Avatar and Colin Quinn. If they both rewrote this movie now, they'd be able to make a sort of like a dark comedy very well in the sort of the same vein. I agree. I agree. That worked very yeah. well in the movie. We're like Mar- or Marvin. <laughs> Marlon. Marv. Marlon, right? It is Marlon Wayans? No, no, it's Damon. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Sorry, my mistake. There's too many uh, of them. There are. Black like, people. Really are. Fuck. <laughs> We'll cut that part. Hey, you know what? That was I didn't I didn't say that. Uh, what were you gonna say? <laughs> oh my god! Wow, it just happened. It, it was, we like to have fun here, folks. Was, was, I'm not even gonna repeat what he said. Some, I, uh, we, Bob, we, Bob, we can't say it. I think they no. can get away with it because they're minorities, I, but we cannot say it. Absolutely not. I'm um, not even going to repeat it until we're far, far away from. <laughs> <laughs> You're scared so, of whites. I, like, I was gonna make a dumb joke, and now that dumb joke, I was gonna say that they could have like a dark comedy, you know, where like, like, like Mar- or, uh, Damon Wayans, you know, gets like they they trap him in like a like a bear trap or something. But like, <laughs> it was a dumb joke. It just got completely ruined by like what what Jay said. Also, speaking of bear traps, I saw this meme today on Instagram, and it was like me sees a guy stuck in it with his legs stuck in a bear trap. Me. Yo, that's for bears, bro. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, I I agree though. I, I agree that this def, this movie definitely could be like remade because I think like a a real diehard sports fan can resonate with this. What I loved most about this was like how they poked fun at like like sports superstition where they get to the game and they're like, wait, this is this is an even game, right? Ah, oh, we gotta switch seats. No, 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 we can't sit like this. I'm just like, yeah. dude, what? We were up by thirty and now we're only up by eighteen. What changed? That guy, you gotta get the, the fuck out of here, man! And everybody's like, yeah, 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 you gotta go, you gotta go, you absolutely gotta go. I once watched an entire Iowa Minnesota basketball game from my bathroom. This entire second half because I went to the bathroom and I came out and Iowa had taken the lead, and I watched for a little bit. And Minnesota like went on a run and took the lead back. I went back to the bathroom and watched the rest of the game from the bathroom, and we. <laughs> That is ridiculous. I also like once I what last last or two years ago I was playing Iowa State in football, and uh, Lauren like got up and I was like sit the fuck down. <laughs> I was like we are coming back like you are not moving. <laughs> oh, so, man. this movie really spoke to Tad. Tad, let me ask you a question. What team? I guess what player would you kidnap to guarantee a win for your team? What this sport? What sport? Are we talking college? Talking bad? Like, uh, let's say, about? let's say NBA. Let's say if let's say the Magic are in the playoffs. Who are you kidnapping? Well, who are they playing? I mean, I'm, I, I like. Well, well, we'll just go. We'll go Eastern Conference. We'll just assume it's the playoffs, not the finals. Let's say they're playing so, the Sixers. Who are yeah, you kidnapping from say, the Sixers? I kidnap Joel Embiid. I was just. I was literally gonna say Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. With, I agree with yeah. that. I would, I would honestly, to kidnap Joel Embiid, though, I would have to put his leg in a bear trap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Nikki, this is going to be a tough question for you, Nikki. Bulls are playing the Bucks. Are you willing to kidnap Giannis to guarantee a win? Hell no. Wow. <laughs> you don't care enough, bro. You just don't care enough. I don't think that's true because this is a win-win for Nikki. He kidnaps Giannis, which means the Bulls most likely win, and two, gets to hang out with Giannis. Giannis would hate him. Probably be. Also, that's true. Quick, but real quick, he hang out with him. 
<laughs> so I I rewatched the movie today. I was just like, fuck it, I'll watch it a second time just to really get into it. Uh, <laughs> that's why I noticed so much shit. When they wake up in the morning after like drinking heavily with Damon Wade's character, everyone wakes up prior and they're like, what do we do? Had they just untied him and just been like, hey, you drank too much and we all just hung out here. He would have been like, oh, cool, bye. You guys would have been fine, no kidnapping. Totally. Yeah. It's a, lot it's a fucking like, movie, man. Going too deep into it, bro. It defeats the whole purpose. The entire premise <laughs> that they the kidnap him. The movie they kidnap him. And I can't believe at the end they kidnap Tian Sanders. Oh, that's the funniest part. At the end when they're like in his hotel room. It's like autograph hoggers. You guys are getting too much. Listen, they were school world building. They were going to do a series of these movies all about different. No, they weren't. I don't think. Oh, there's real. The Celtic, the Celtic pride universe. Yeah, exactly. The CPU. Celtic pride, Patriot pride, Bruin pride, uh, Red Sox pride. Uh, well, they already have Red Sox pride. That's um, yeah. fever, uh, pitch. fever pitch. That's not the same. They didn't kidnap anybody. He fell in love. No, but he Jimmy Fallon more than he loved Red Sox. Yes, he kidnapped her heart. Oh, um, that's adorable. I legitimately – oh, go ahead. Sorry, Nikki. No, I was just going to say it is weird. And that's why I had asked earlier before we started recording if the fan was also a Boston-based uh, movie because, like, it legitimately seems like if there is one place where it would be possible for a fan to be crazy enough to do anything and overly obsessive, it seems like it's Boston, according to Hollywood. Yeah. Guys, any guesses as to how much this movie grossed? 25 minutes. Uh, this, this came out 98, right? 96. Uh, 97. 97? Yes, 97. That's okay. right. Um, no, 96. I'm sorry. I was going to say 96. I'm, but there's one weird talent I have. It's the year movies came out. I could tell you. I could tell you like a lot of them. Um, I'm going to guess less than 20 million. I'd say 25. Uh, I was going to give it 32. They made $9.255 million <laughs> gross. Does it say a budget? Uh, It doesn't I mean, say here. I mean, All I know is I opening. I'm not shocked. That. I'm not shocked. Like the main character, the main character was fucking Daniel Stern, basically. And he was arguably the least recognizable of the three like co-stars. He didn't like he's a he's a good in my opinion, he is a, a fine actor but he's just he's your he's your comedic relief he's like your he's like your third or fourth billing guy you know what i mean he needs someone to like balance off he's one of those actors that's kind of better as a part of an ensemble and not as the because yeah he's he's much better in that because he's part of this ensemble you can he can riff off the other characters he's not a leading man he doesn't have star power yeah right in rookie of the year do we think this movie would have rookie of the year do we think this movie would have been better if the two Dans switched roles? Ooh, no. no Dan Aykroyd was not believable. He was not believable as Dan a Dan Aykroyd looked like he was in this movie for a paycheck. He and Dan Aykroyd yeah. also his character seemed to have autism. At least <laughs> no, he was he was playing Dan Aykroyd. He was just be he, that's just Dan Aykroyd. He wasn't yeah. playing anything. It was too he, much, man. I've seen him do a lot of different roles. Also, this is tough, man. This was a box office bomb. I, I did some digging. <laughs> so bad. This movie this movie cost $35 million to make. Oh, no. That's oh. so crazy. A lot of that to making the set actually look like the Boston Garden because they didn't actually film there. Oh, no shit? I think they may have filmed a very small amount, but they spent a ton trying to recreate the arena on sound stages. Oh, wow. Also, if you do pay attention to the movie, only the first row is actually filled with people. When they show shots of the top, there's like maybe like 10 people up there, <laughs> which is like, it's game seven of the NBA finals in, oh in Boston. That's Ain't just 10 people up there. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking into the production right now. I will say this, and we kind of touched on this earlier, but... uh. Honestly, this is a movie that if you do it right, could actually be a good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The problem is is it, it falls victim to what a lot of movies fall victim to from the 90s, where it's just like wacky 90s, like zany, over the top. Um, like a movie, that got, a movie that got the perfect balance of that stuff right is like Cool Runnings, right? Like Cool Runnings is a great movie. I'll watch that anytime. I like that movie. 
there's some like it's very 90s but it's also like not to the point where like it's like jesus christ this is like unbelievable yeah um so yeah yeah i mean i maintain that uh this movie is way more believable than uh six man but uh yeah still a little too too over the top six man again that guy Lurch from the Utah Jazz was the Croatian guy in, uh, or I don't think it was Croatian, maybe it was Serbian, I think it was, uh, in Six Man, the blonde guy. Also, I don't know if you guys noticed, the uh, the arguably the best player on the Celtics in the movie, the white dude who keeps dunking, is the white guy in Six Man who holds the ball when the face is in it and then throws it and runs away. Same guy. <laughs> Same fucking guy. You know what? Hey, say what you will about the Wayans brothers, but they're they're loyal to the people that get movies. <laughs> It's uh, well, let's I, didn't talk even, about- I didn't even connect the fact that both movies that we reviewed had Wayne's brothers in them. Yeah, the Wayne's. Well, I just realized that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how we ta- that's how we got on the Celtic Pride. I thought. I think it was because we talked no. about the big guy. We talked about the big guy. And we said, oh, he was also in Celtic Pride, and that's how we got on the topic. I think I brought it up specifically because Bob and I had it sitting on our TV. That too. Watch it. That yeah. too, because Nikki and I had been talking about that movie the day prior. Yeah. But so we talked a little bit about like Aykroyd and Daniel Stern, but what do you guys think about Damon Wayans as an NBA player in the nineties? So he had the bald head part, right? That was good. Oh, see, this is where Uh, I went wrong. Marlon Marlon Wayans was in six man. Correct. Correct. You're you're right. There are too many damn Wayans brothers. (laughs) Jesus. I think what are they? There's four or 12 of them. There's let's see. There's Sean Keenan, Marlon, Damon, uh, are Damon and Marlon the twins? Yes. No, I'm sorry. So Sean, Sean and Marlon. Sean, Sean. Oh yes, yes. Sean Wait, and Marlon. Fuck. Right. I don't know. Keenan don't Ivory. Know. There's Keenan. There's Keenan. No, the you're right. Keenan. Keenan and Marlon. Sean no, and Keenan. Marlon are the twins. Sean and Marlon. Marlon are the twins. There's Damon. There is the sister who I cannot remember her name, but she's in Joanna Man. Uh oh, found the next movie we're gonna watch. Oh no. Um, <laughs> And then, sorry, I just started thinking about Joanna Man. Uh, Damon Wayans Jr., I don't know if he's in any basketball or movie. What's Fun that? fact, none of them are twins. No? Oh, shit. Well, Sean, Sean was born in 71, Marlon born in 72, Kim Wayans, whoever the fuck Kim, that is. Kim, yes, that's what it was. Damon was born in 60. Keenan was born in, but that can't be. This cannot be right. Ah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. no. Keenan Avery Wayne's is, is old. Is the oldest one. Yes. Holy shit, he's sixty-one years old. Yeah, he looks yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Black don't crack, baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, especially when you have money and a little bit less stress. There it is. Okay, so yeah, Marlon, Marlon, Sean, Damon Wayne Senior. Yeah, they're the ones Keenan that had Avery. the Wayne Brothers show. Yes. Correct. Right. And then they have another sister whose son is Damian Wayans, and he is also an actor. This family is fucking crazy. Yeah, there's so many Wayans. Oh, wow. All right. Let me, so many fucking Coppolas. True. Let me ask you guys a question. So if we had to swap out Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd for two other white actors in the 90s, let's see, around the same time, let's say they had to be relevant in that time, and let's say around the same age range, who would you have liked to see in their roles same age range is tough because if you're going to throw this out there i mean the immediate answer is chris farley i would love to see chris farley in this chris farley is believable yeah, chris, yeah, honestly yeah, this yeah. is a great chris farley david spade movie Ooh, farley interesting at the time too. yeah i'm saying he's younger than Spade, yeah he's much he's much younger than he's a little bit younger i would have loved to see woody harrelson he becomes a little more believable and a little less sad if they are farley and spades age though oh, right just Woody Harrelson. And I would love to see Woody Harrelson. Different movie. Natural Born style. Dude, but then that, that gives you that like dark comedy. That gives you that dark comedy yeah. with Woody Harrelson. You know? I mean, this rivals uh, White Man Can't Jump, but you know, nonetheless, if we go a little bit older in that same time frame, let me think. Oh, I got a curveball. What? For one of them. I don't know which though. Okay. Real curveball. Ray Liotta. Ooh. Interesting. Leota is, is Daniel Stern's character. Is Daniel Stern's character for sure. Interesting. Uh, Very different okay. movie. Taking a bunch of children with a cigarette exactly. in his hand. Exactly. <laughs> just oh my god, just piercing at those kids. I would love to see Bill Murray in this. Bill Murray I would probably. I, it, it, I think if if we did like Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, that could be fun. 
You guys, I got to be honest with you. We are completely missing like the perfect duo who has never been in a film together. But in all honesty, like the Wait. reason they've probably never been in this film together or film together. Um, all right, all right, wait, wait. Can I take just a stab in the dark? Just sure. yes or no to this question. Are they both short? I actually don't know how tall they are. <laughs> okay, so then it's not who I was thinking. Because I was going to say Kevin Costner and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> That's a weird one. Actually, hold on. I take that back. Kevin Costner, Kurt Russell. Ooh, I okay. think I know where Bob was going, though. And I'm going to say Bob Tom was going Cruise? for Danny DeVito and hold on hold on hold on hold on and uh oh my god oh my god i'm forgetting his name he was in fucking oh he was in he was what other, he was in goodfellas was the other, joe pesci joe pesci yes sir joe pesci yes. danny devito oh my god that'd be amazing Dude, would, oh my god that would be amazing speaking of joe pesci was trending on trending on twitter the other day because of the irishman uh the irishman and i legitimately like i clicked into twitter like trending twitter and i was like oh no oh no but then it was just as he's in that movie. Dude, oh, I like, can't wait that movie. I thought he was I thought he was dead. In case that was unclear. <laughs> my favorite thing is the last reason why he was trending before this. Which was it was when he told Louis C.K. he didn't want to be on his show because he didn't think he was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Louis C.K. was going around at the time telling that as a story. Oh, and now God. I'm like, oh, Joe Pesci knew before everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, to answer the question about Damian Wayans as a basketball player, believable, although his dribbling is terrible. Um, yeah. He was able to hit a layup, so I don't hate it. Um, yeah. His his I dunks think, were bad. I think Marlon looked better. Uh, I agree. I well, agree. I, I can't say this for certainty because I haven't seen Sixth Man in a long time, but – from my perspective, the actual basketball was horribly filmed in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Everything was like medium close-up shots, so you never got a sense of, like, action. Yeah, because it's it, because it's cause they can't – To fill them. Actually, yeah. they didn't have, uh, like, people who could actually play basketball. basketball. yeah. It actually astounds me how many sports movies and shows and, and stuff um, where the – Actors have not a like iota of athletic talent or ability, um, yeah. and I'm, I'm not talking like I'm not. Look, I, I don't expect Damon Wayans to be like an, a skilled, like you know, NBA player. Like I, I realize that that is a, a tough thing to do, uh, but like I mean, just like dude, like maybe be able to dribble between your legs and take a jump shot. You know, uh, not to mention, I will say this, and no offense to you, Bob or Nikki. Um, I'm gonna disclaim that real quick, but I think Here, that one. Comes. I think the one thing that a lot of people forget about famous actors and act like actresses is that, like those were like your the weird nerdy <laughs> theater kids. Oh no, for they, sure they, oh, yeah. they were, uh, and people forget that people are, like, people are famous yeah. and stuff, and it's like yo, no, that like they they were they were the weird, and I was a drama kid, I, I, like, but I went to a small high school, so I could play sports and be a drama kid, um, yeah. but like. People forget that. People forget that it's like the artsy, sometimes really weird, like drama kids. Yeah, there's a and very there's rare, there's a very rare breed of like athlete turned actors. They are now being paid to make it seem like they are good at whatever their <laughs> yeah, role is, which is crazy. Like I Wesley think- Wesley Snipes, you would think Wesley Snipes is like one of the most athletic dudes ever. He is so they he is like notoriously known for when he was on Major League, they had such a hard time filming him as Willie Mays Hayes because he was supposed to be like the fast center fielder and he was so fucking slow. So they yeah. had to like change the that, way that they that, were filming it. That's why that scene where he beats those guys in the foot race is filmed in slow motion. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Cause those guys are like, <laughs> Oh my oh God. God. That's really funny. And those, about. those fucking guys in that scene look like my dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, well, I also think it's like about filming sports. Is, is kind of hard because a lot of sports rely well, on you watching the whole time and getting a sense of the flow. Yeah. See, that's why I think like baseball and football movies always look really cinematic because they have very clear moments of action. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, it's like you have the quarterback throwing, you have the guy catching, maybe running and you can edit that and make it look really dynamic. Yeah. Strong. I think that's harder to do with basketball. I agree. Yeah. That's, that's a good a really point. Good, that's a great point. Here, here's here's two here's a here's a question. This is a is almost a two part question. We didn't ask this the last episode, but I would like to pose this question in regards to both movies. Would these movies have been better 
had they been um, dramas? I think the problem with Celtic, well, they were dramedies, right? But like, yeah. well, well, at least six, six man, man kind of. I, um, I, the problem with, with Celtic pride in all honesty is Celtic pride doesn't commit to the kind of movie it wants to be. It like wants to be a feel good story, but it wants to be a comedy, but it also kind of wants to be a dark comedy, but it's the nineties. So you can't get too edgy with your dark comedy. Um, and like, so it, it just, it doesn't have, it doesn't go in the, it doesn't go in one direction. It like tries to pull you all over the place. If it goes like full on dark comedy, it's a hilarious movie. If it goes like feel good movie, it's like, yeah, maybe not great, but something you can take the whole family to, or if it just goes wacky over the top comedy, a la Tommy boy, like you probably got a pretty decent movie on your hands, but it doesn't know what it wants to be. And so it's none of them. It's it felt an app take. It felt like this was a producer's movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, it's one of those things where, and we didn't pay attention in the credits, and I'd, I'd be curious to go back and look to where it's like, this movie probably had several producers, and each of them wanted to make one of those movies. Yep. One of them had the idea of, this should be kind of a dark comedy. Another one had the idea of making it a feel-good movie. And it seems like this is a movie where they made story concessions so that everyone was happy. Yeah, all the producers were happy. That... Perfect example is the very unnecessary and pointless scene where uh, Damon Wayans is like saying that uh, Dan Aykroyd's Daniel Stern's bitch. And then they just cut to the black and white silhouette and Dan Aykroyd's in fishnet stockies and high heels. Like that was an outrageous moment that a producer clearly came up with. To answer the question, there are seven producers on this movie. That's about right. Yeah, that's like four too many. That's seven producers, Judd Apatow included, Colin Quinn included. Yeah, I'm Um, sure because... Cause this was this movie ninety eight. That's after Heavyweights. Ninety six. So yeah. So like, I'm sorry. Ninety six. That's still. That's still still after. after. I think like ninety three or something. No, Heavyweights was like ninety eight. No, Heavyweights was Heavyweights came out in nineteen ninety five, dude. Come on. Ninety five. All right. All right. Google it. it. I know that's right. Well, it's weird because this movie didn't feel like like every once in a while you watch a movie and you can tell oh this was Taylor written for this actor. Yeah. And I think because Aykroyd and Daniel Stern at the time were both kind of not as big as they had been. No. This is a movie where like the script had just been laying around for years. And it's like, oh, let's make this now. We have two semi-bankable stars we can put into it. This seems like a movie that probably was like originally in production like an – or like came up in like 89. Yeah. And you probably would have been able to get like someone to play a Magic Johnson type or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it would have been Celtics versus Lakers. Yeah. Like a huge deal. 89, you probably, Dan Aykroyd still could have played his character. He just would have been a bigger, you know, prowess. Well, it's then. like it didn't, this movie didn't feel like it was to either of the two lead strengths. Like, no. Daniel Stern wasn't played to his like, Dan strengths. Dan Aykroyd definitely actor. threw some of his like famous bits in there. Yeah. Like when uh, ooh, the music thing, when they capture him and they're driving in the pickup truck. And it's like really like obscure. Weird oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. you could see it was all the stuff Aykroyd liked. They gave yeah. him a goofy outfit, props to mess around with, and a goofy vehicle. Like yeah. that's what Aykroyd loved. And he got the smoke, which he likes to do. Yeah, like that's the- every Aykroyd movie involves him in a goofy outfit driving a goofy and then car. My favorite part is uh, at the end of the movie when uh, they're like hitting the last shots to win the game. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd does the like the shark con shark con. Yes, the shot contract and all that stuff. When the ball's going up in the air, he makes the like I came face that he made in Ghostbusters when he's having the dream about the ghost giving him a blowjob. He makes the like literally to the T <laughs> the exact same face. We both have Bob and I have seen Ghostbusters enough times to know the exact face that he makes. Right, and, his, like, his his O face. Yeah, his O face. I'm sure there's other movies where he does that. <laughs> or what do they call it's it in the league? The vinegar vinegar stroke. Vinegar strokes. I know people that called it that before I saw the league. Damn. Damn. It's Are you like friends you with me? It's like you took a big, old, a big old swig of vinegar, you know? Um, one, one last nitpick that I have on this movie. It's, it's an imperfect film. And I hadn't noticed this the first couple times that I had seen this movie when I was younger. But in in the time that they go from like uh kidnapping him to having him to losing him then capturing him again then losing him in the basketball game 
there was never one point where they were like turning a corner in terms of their relationship from like being the captors to like being like, Hey, we have so much in common. And then at the end, he's like, these assholes, they're my friends. It was like, not, not at any other point in the movie. Did you guys start to connect at all? Like the van scene was totally fake. Jay, I want to introduce you to something called Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Cause you're right. There is never that moment where they have that. Because the entire time he's their hostage, he's just trying to pit Dan Aykroyd against Daniel Stern. Right. There's never that single moment where they Jay, have... Jay, know what, Jay knows what Stockholm Syndrome is. I mean, Amber sticks around. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, bravo, Ted. Bravo. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It was a on the west coast yeah, yeah. <laughs> the two oh, hollywood guys boy. laughed at that i'm feeling pretty good about <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> oh boy what else we got to talk about is there, is there anything else we want to comment on this movie real quick no. there were good moments in the movie yeah no there, there were some be. bits that i loved how they did the at the beginning of the movie it's the the whole uh i'm not a hero don't have your kids love me because i don't like your kids and then redoing it with uh, Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd as a plumber. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the hot dog bit with the commercial stuff. When that they're was watching, good. Like, that was the woodcutters and all that shit. Yeah. That was so, good. I agree. The best bit, I think, is what, what you guys were talking about earlier, which is when they're actually at the game and the audience is participating in all the superstitious <laughs> rituals. Yeah. That's yeah. the best part of the whole movie. Where yeah. everyone's switching. They all stand up. They all sit down. <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. Like, maybe that's the more interesting movie. Like, you follow the characters of people who work at a stadium and know all these superstitions. And also, for that real quick, in Fever Pitch, the exact same people. It's an old couple. There's someone who works there that they're friends with. It's like they have their section with all the people, all their other, like, superstitious, crazy, obsessive Boston fans. Yeah, and it has relatable alcoholic Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, <laughs> Oh boy. Well, with that, I think that's probably enough for Celtic Pride. Um, last question for you guys on a scale of one to 10, what do you rate Celtic Pride? Four. I, I give it exactly what IMDb gave it 5.3 Tomahawk Jams. <laughs> Very nice. I give it a I give it a four too. I mean, it's it, it commits the cardinal sin of being boring at points, and that's yes. the worst thing it can be. I agree. I think I think uh, I think Nikki was a little too high on it, and I also give it a four. So, with that being said, uh, let's plug and let's let's wrap this bad boy well, up. No, hold on. We got to tell the audience what we're going to watch for next time. Oh, good point. What should we watch for the next movie? All right. So, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've been sitting here looking at uh, a list of basketball movies. I have one in particular that I've been wanting to watch, but I'll let you guys say so, your piece. I'd like to name. Um, I'd like to just list a few off. And then we can sort of make uh, the decision from there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give uh, – and JF, then you can obviously name the one. Really quick, actually, guys, Bob might have thrown a dark horse. Does basketball count? Yeah, I was going to list that off. So, yes, we're in this – in, in Okay, okay. That's, okay. Uh, so uh, semi-pro. Okay. Uh, like Mike. Okay. Oh, oh. Um, the one uh, with Kevin Durant, the Thunder. Thunder, Thunderstruck. Uh, Thunderstruck. Also, also on my list here. Okay. Um, just, just right, which is with. Oh. oh, that's bad. He got game. Great movie, Ooh. fantastic. Loving basketball. Oh, classic. Have it on DVD. Which I had, I had on VHS tape as a kid, and I watched so much I wore on my VHS tape. It's a great movie. Uh, or <clears throat> Finding Forrester. Ooh. Oh, I'm down for some Sean Connery. Okay, so the one that, that you didn't say, and I'm glad you didn't say it, because this was the one that, I was, that was on my blue list. Blue Chips? It's not Blue Chips. It's actually Eddie. It's Juana Man. Oh, Ooh, Eddie with Eddie. Whoopi Goldberg. Eddie's my yeah, shit, dude. Old Texan Man. Oh, I can't remember. Eddie's my shit. It's got Gary Payton as a streetball right. player. I just yeah. realized another basketball movie no one has mentioned yet. Hmm. Teen Wolf. Ooh. <laughs> I'm not watching Teen Wolf. I, <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I don't I'm think not I can watching do it. Michael Jackson's fucking shit. Oh. 
Cam Orman down that basketball. <laughs> Frank Langella plays Wild Bill Burgess. Oh, that's wait, right. the movie they met on? Yes. That's the yes. movie where Whoopi Goldberg and Frank Langella met yes. and got married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plays the asshole coach. Richard Jenkins plays the assistant coach who's like kind of actually like a nice guy and helpful. R.I.P. Dennis Farina. Fun, fun fact, Dennis Farina, my old roommate and good friend Michael Cahill, uh, that is his uncle. Oh, no shit. Was, was his uncle, R.I.P. And seriously, R.I.P. Dennis Farina. But yes, was his uncle. Said he was a super nice guy. Fun guy. Like, uh, pretty much Dennis Farina from his movies is Dennis Farina in real life. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. <laughs> Interesting. They worshipped him at that second. Said he was loud and boisterous and funny and liked to drink. Nice. Which probably explains why he died of a heart attack at 69. I was say, it sounds like my kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I... I mean, Joanna Man is also an option. Uh, <laughs> so bad. I know how terrible that movie is, but I do like it a lot. <laughs> like watching it. Um, Franklin Jellas and Eddie. Did you guys say that already? Yeah. yeah. He's Wild oh, Bill. He's Wild Jesus. Wild Bill Burgess. Um, I think either Eddie or Semi Pro. Those are my choices. We'll do this democratically. Everyone choose something and we'll throw it out. I'm, like I'm it. down for Eddie. See, I'm down for semi-pro, but that makes it three out of four, so I guess we'll watch Eddie. <laughs> All right. Eddie did, Eddie did make $1.4 million over budget. So, Dude, did, and the cast is insane. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Rick Fox. Be great. Honestly, thing going. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm honestly really upset that Eddie Murphy is not in a film called Eddie, but <laughs> that is offset by the fact that Richard Jenkins is in this film. There we go. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, then it's settled. On the next episode of NBA on episode 103, we will be discussing the cinematic masterpiece that is Eddie. And without yeah. further ado, wait, real, real quick, can we talk about one just real quick thing about this Eddie movie? Well, I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about it when we talk about it, but probably uh, a lot. How, how, like, how is it that, like, there are some, like, all the NBA players in this movie, like, it's, it's, it's in the NBA, right? Like, but all the NBA players that are in this movie, like, Mark Jackson does not play Mark Jackson. Malik Seeley doesn't play Malik Seeley. Like, why can't they just be them? I know John. Oh, yeah. They got fucking John Sally, Rick Fox, and Greg Ostertag, and like none of them are playing themselves. And then, like, and like you said, Gary Payton just plays a street baller. I know it's so crazy. Like, Mugly, like fucking Vinny Del Negro's in this movie, and he plays himself. Why can't Malik Seeley play Malik Seeley? Dennis Rodman's in this movie. Kurt Rambis is in this damn movie. <laughs> Kurt Rambis? Uh oh. He's a fucking butt man. Corey Blunt is in this movie. Dude, there is a fucking who's who of like weird random basketball players in this movie. Bobby Phyllis is in this movie. What in the hell? Bro, Spud, Spud Webb is in this movie. Eddie. Vladdy's in this movie. Spud Cedric Zabalas. Spud Webb, so this guy that dumped from the free throw line. Doc Rivers is in this movie. <laughs> Doc. Doc Rivers. Oh my God, I love it. Avery Johnson. Fabio is in this movie. That is true. Okay. Big Knicks fan. All right, yeah, I'm in on this. I, yes. I was kind of out on it, but I'm in. Let's do it. Just when I think I'm out, Fabio pulls me back in. Wow. <laughs> All right, and with that, let's finally plug and wrap this bad boy up. Uh, let's start with the Hollywood boys. Anything to plug, guys? You can follow me uh, on social media at Nikki Palooza. I got nothing to plug. Tell them where to follow you, man. Maybe you're a good tweeter or something. Yeah. I'm not. No, my Twitter is a garbage disposal. So okay. is mine, but I still tell people to follow it. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. It's my it's at Bob Dale D A L nineteen ninety two. Bob Dale nineteen ninety two. I was really kind of hoping your Instagram handle was just gonna be at Bob because you said at Bob and then you paused and then finished the rest of it. And I really if you if you procured the Instagram handle Bob, that's incredible. I wish. I wish I was that. Bob. I used to have the Instagram or the Twitter handle Tad, and then I changed it like a dumbass to the real T hall when everybody went through that phase of like the real or the fake or whatever. Okay. And, uh, then I tried to get at tad back and it was gone. So, sad. so on that note, that depressing ass note, you can follow me on Twitter at tad hall underscore. Also, Jay, is that what kind of busted ass iPhone is that? This is an iPhone six. It's not busted. It's just a normal iPhone and it's surf it's serviceable. I have an iPhone 10, but only because I was I threw my phone during an Iowa football game and broke it, so I had to get a new one. <laughs> this is why Celtic Pride resonated with him so deeply, y'all. Bob and I want to talk to you a little bit more, Tad, because we want to be able to write your version of this story. <laughs> Great. 
we could do that <laughs> uh, let's make a dark comedy uh, you can follow me at J underscore Tila's on Instagram and Twitter I have been tweeting more testing out some joke material see what happens see how it goes up career going you know, ups and downs, lots of lots of ups and downs, lots of some ups, lots of downs. But uh, you know, got a showcase booked in December. Um, yeah, just like, keep keep like, keep on keeping on, keep on grinding on. Um, yeah, you can follow NBA at NBA Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, don't forget to give the podcast a five star rating and review. We greatly appreciate it. it. Helps us get up in the rankings. We are now ranking in more international uh, countries according to uh chartable uh croatia still still killing it shout out to croatia and uh <laughs> that's pretty much it i guess so yes. oh, you can you can follow my dad on instagram at k underscore dog that's d-a-w-g 52 oh my god <laughs> gotta do it now gotta shout do it out, now shout out my man's kevin gotta do it now all right well for uh for tad for nikki for bob for jay this has been nba and we're out Bye.